أما بعد الحديث التاسع الحديث التاسع the ninth حديث عن أبي هريرة عبد الرحمن بن الصخر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال نسفون أبو هريرة عبد الرحمن بن الصخر رضي الله عنه that he said سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول I heard the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم say ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوا that which I have forbidden you from then stay away from that وما أمرتكم به فأتوا منه ما استطعتم and that which I have commanded you with then stay away from uh, then, then come with that that which I have commanded you with then do that and come with that ما استطعتم as much as you are able فإنما أحلك الذين من قبلكم كثرة مسائلهم واختلاف واختلافهم على أنبيائهم فإنديد that which destroyed those nations before you and those who came before you كثرة مسائلهم the many questions that they used to ask واختلافهم and they're differing على أنبيائهم and they're differing with the prophets رواه البخاري ومسلم that hadith was recorded by al-Bukhari and Muslim Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim نعم as for the rawi of the hadith that is the sahabi al-jaleel Abu Harairah Abdurrahman ibn Sakhr al-Dawsi نعم and Abu Harairah this is his kunya his kunya as for يعني the kunya meaning when someone is referred to as being the father of someone in most cases the father of uh, his son or it could even be his daughter or her daughter or uh, her son like uh, she was known as Um Abdullah although she didn't have a son and uh, a person could be a scribe or his kunya could be that he is يعني, called by being the father of his daughter. And we had a companion, that Abu Ruqayya, the hadith which was before the last hadith. Just, do you remember that hadith? Which hadith that was? Tamim Dari. Abu Ruqayya. And so he was, he was known for his kunya. His kunya. Uh, يعني, but, uh, through his daughter's name or through, his, يعني, through his daughter so he was known as Abu Ruqayya she, she was his only child so he was known as Abu Ruqayya as for his name Tamim Ad-Dari Tamim ibn Aus Ad-Dari نعم. as for here these, the Sahabi uh, in topic then he is Abu Harara Abu Harara as for his name, then the scholars, they differed. They differed. They differed concerning his name. Because from the narrators and from the Sahaba, not just the Sahaba, even the Tabi'een, the generation that came after them, and those after them, <coughs> some from amongst them were known or became more well-known through their kunya, more than their name. They became more known through their kunya rather than their name. And so he was more well-known for his Kunya, Abu Huraira. Up to 30 sayings, more than 30 sayings amongst the scholars concerning his name. But Asahuha, that which is the strongest, is that his name was Abdurrahman. Abdurrahman ibn Sakhr al Dawsi. Naam. And <clears throat> Abu Huraira himself, he mentioned, he said, he said, Kan ismi fil jahiliyyah. Abd Shams, that my name in Jahili was Abd Shams, which means slave of the sun. And this is haram, haram to, for, for one to, uh, to name himself uh, with this ubudiyah and this yani, servitude to other than Allah. And that is why if, the, if a person takes the name of Abd, then he, he, he must yani, pair that with a name. From the names of Allah. So he says he's Abdullah. 
وعبد الرحمن عبد العزيز عبد الملك and so on it's not allowed for him to uh, use that word with any anything other, uh, other than that and so it's not allowed for him to say عبد الرسول as some people they, they do عبد الرسول it's haram it's not, it's not allowed for a person to say this he's the servant of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam hmm عبد الحسين and so on نعم Naam, they should change their names. It's wajib for them to change their names. Obligatory. Naam. Naam. And so Abu Huraira, he says that my name in Jahiliya was Abd Shams. Fasummit fil Islam Abdurrahman. But then when I became Muslim, I was called Abdurrahman. And I was named Abdurrahman. Naam. And then he said that I was given my kunya, and I was only given my kunya, li'anni wajadtu hirra. Because I, have, I was given this kunya of Abu Huraira because I found يعني, a kitten. A kitten. فَحَمَلْتُهَا And I used to hold it. I used to hold this kitten in my sleeve. I used to hold the kitten. فَقِيلَ لِي مَا هَذِي And so I said to him, what is this? And, he, and I said, Hira. I said, a, cat, a kitten. فَقِيلَ فَأَنْتَ أَبُو هُرَيْرَ And so it was said, you are Abu Huraira. Father of... Yani Huraira, Huraira being the, the, in, in Arabic language, yani, uh, under this pattern, when something's put under this pattern, from, from uh, on the pattern of Fu'ail, then it takes the form of being small. Yani the meaning, meaning is uh, yani being small. So, Tifl, which means child, Tufail, under that name, or under that yani pattern in the Arabic language, means yani a small child. So, Tifl, child, Tufail, means a small child. Uh, Jund, which means a soldier. Junaid means yani a small soldier. So, Hirra, kitten. Huraira, yani a small, really small uh, kitten. Abu Huraira, naam. And uh, so it's coming some, some uh, wordings that it was the Messenger of Allah who said this to him. Aslam Am Khaybar, ayyul ikhwa, Abu Huraira. He became Muslim in the Am of Khaybar. And that was in the year. Before that, seventh in the seventh year after the Hijrah, in the seventh year after the Hijrah, which means that he accompanied the Messenger of Allah for how long? Hmm? Three or four years, yeah, no more than four years, depending on when he became Muslim. Was it at the end of the sixth year and the beginning of the seventh, and with the Messenger of Allah passing? Yani the, if you're including the 10th year So that's yani the 7th, 8th, 9th and the 10th year Yani 4 years But even with that ayyul ikhwah Because we know from the Sahaba There were those who were muhajireen And ansar and those who became Muslim in Mecca From the very beginning From the very beginning Such as Abu Bakr Siddiq and, and Ali and so on However Abu Harara He is أكثر الصحابة حديثا يعني على الإطلاق يعني أبو هرارة رضي الله عنه he narrates most of the ahadith of the messenger of Allah يعني there is no other companion that narrates as much as Abu Hurairah that is why he is known as Riwayat al-Islam he, he is that chain of narration that chain when we, talk, when we mention the ahadith and we mention the chains of men who narrated from the one who heard from so-and-so, who heard from so-and-so, who heard from this companion, who heard from the Messenger of Allah, that's called a riwayah, yani, like a, a chain of narration. Due to him, Abu Huraira, narrating so many ahadith, and there being none other who narrated more than him, he is known as riwayat al-Islam, or the riwayah in Islam. Now, the chain of narration in Islam, because it's hard, yani, it's not long before you read a hadith from the books of hadith, except that you're going to come, come across a hadith which is narrated by Abu Huraira. Now, he narrated Ayyul Ikhwa 5,374 ahadith. 5,374 ahadith. And it was said, it was said in the time of Abu Huraira, in the time of the Sahaba, Akthar Abu Huraira. Yani that Abu Huraira is narrating too, too many ahadith. And he's, and he's, he's narrating yani these ahadith, so many of them. Yani, uh, 
strange. How, how is Abu Huraira noticing so, so many of these hadith? And this is hadith inside Bukhari, Sahih Muslim. And so he said that my brothers, indeed our brothers from the Muhajireen, from the Muhajireen, from those who went from Mecca to Medina, they were, busy, were preoccupied with, yani, with uh, earning a living in the marketplaces. Yani, earning a living and providing for themselves and for their families. As for the Ansar, they were busy working. He said, as for uh, Abu, ha- Abu Harara, Anna Abu Harara kana yal, kana yalzim Rasulullah sallallahu As for Abu Harara, meaning me, I used to stick to the messenger of Allah sallallahu I used to stick with him. He didn't used to go to the market. He didn't used to, yeah, he, was, he was poor. Abu Harara, Abu Harara was poor. And he, didn't, he wasn't uh, preoccupied with work or, or these things. But rather he preferred to just stick to the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And suffice with very little. And so he said, uh, And so Abu Huraira used to attend that which they didn't used to attend. Because Sahaba were still men. They had to go out and work and provide for their families. So at times they would be with the Messenger of Allah, وسلم, and other times they would, they would be away from him, be absent. But Abu Huraira, he would attend that which they didn't attend, those, those meetings and those gatherings that they didn't attend. And Abu Huraira memorized that which they didn't memorize. Now, due to him, yani, first and foremost, this mulazama, this sticking to the Messenger of Allah. And also due to the dua of the Messenger of Allah for him. So, indeed, again in the hadith in Sahih al Bukhari, he said, Abu Huraira, about himself, he said, Inni asma' mink, and this is to the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Inni asma' mink, hadithan kathira. That I hear from you many a hadith, many yani, statements that you're making. Naam. Lakin ansa. However, I, I, forget, I forget them. I hear many a hadith from you, but I forget them. And so the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu he said, Ubsut ridak. He said, spread your garment. Spread your garment. And so he spread out his garment. And so I spread it out. And then he, يعني, he, he uh, rolled up his, the Messenger of Allah وسلم, rolled up his, his, his uh, hands as though he was gathering something in his hands. And then, يعني, he, as though he was placing that thing on the, on the rida, on the garment. And then he said to Abu Huraira, ضمّهُ يعني, يعني wrap it over you فضممته and so I, I wrapped it over myself فما نسيت شيئاً بعده and then I never, I never forgot a single thing after that I never forgot a single thing after that and so firstly the mulazama him sticking to the messenger of يعني because one could ask the question how is it that Abu Huraira narrates and he only accepted Islam very later on three years four years at the most that he accompanied the messenger of Allah but we have Abu Bakr Siddiq from day one from day one but yet Abu Huraira narrates more hadith how? Abu Bakr Siddiq he narrated uh, 140 something hadith 140 something hadith but here we have Abu Huraira narrating how many? 5,374. Naam. All of his ahadith that he, 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 he narrated. Naam. Naam. And so, due to, first and foremost, the mulazma, sticking to the Messenger of Allah. The dua that the Messenger of Allah made for him. And also, Abu Huraira, he remained in Medina. And it's well known, Mecca, Medina. These places, the Muslims, people from all over, they visit Mecca and Medina. So he remained in Medina for a long time, Umar, and he lived a long life. And he, he dedicated himself to, to the masjid and teaching the people. And so this meant everything that he heard from the Messenger of Allah, or he heard from other companions. Because a Sahabi, can, a companion can rate from another companion. 
that Abu Hurairah, he narrated from Abu Bakr Siddiq, he narrated from Umar and others. And so, when, when a, a companion, he, he, it's possible that a companion, he may say that the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, so Abu Hurairah, he says, Qala Rasulullah Sallallahu but yet he didn't hear that hadith, that particular hadith from the messenger of Allah Maybe he heard it through Abu Bakr Siddiq. However, it's the same. It's the same. Whether a companion heard it directly from the messenger of Allah Sallallahu or he, heard, he hears from another companion, it's all the same. It takes the same ruling. It's all the same. Because all of the companions are trustworthy. All of them. All of them are trustworthy. Now, so those are three reasons, three reasons that we mentioned. Now, so as for Abu Bakr Siddiq and Umar and so on, then if we take just Abu Bakr Siddiq, and we know that the reason why the ahadith that go back to Abu, Harar, uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq and him and the number of uh, ahadith that he narrated, then that is much lesser because he, first and foremost, he didn't live as long as Abu Hurairah. And he didn't dedicate himself to the masjid and teaching the people as Abu Hurairah did. Because Abu Bakr Siddiq, he was the Khalifa and he was preoccupied and busy with yani the, the, the running the, the Islamic State and the sending of the armies and so on and the arranging of the armies and so on. And so here, uh, a good point uh, to mention here is that the best thing to say is that Abu Bakr Siddiq is akthar hadithan, no doubt. Abu Bakr has more hadith with him. Because hadith means, means what? Either something that the Prophet said or that he did. So no doubt Abu Bakr Siddiq, he heard more and he saw more than Abu, Abu Hurairah, no doubt. So he has more hadith with him. But he wasn't able to yani pass on those ahadith. So the best thing for us to say is that Abu, Abu Bakr Siddiq is, is akthar hadithan. He has more hadith. However, Abu Hurairah is akthar tahdithan. But Abu Hurairah is, yani tahdithan is, yani he's more in the narrating of the ahadith. Not that Abu, 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 Bakr, uh, Abu Hurairah has more hadith than Abu Bakr. Abu Bakr. No. It's just that he was able to narrate and be in that situation, be in that, yani, in that situation where he wasn't as preoccupied and he was free to, 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 to uh, teach the people and he lived a long life. So he was in that situation to be able to narrate more. As for Abu Bakr, he had more hadith, but he wasn't able to narrate as much. Naam. As for the hadith, ayyul ikhwa, then that is the saying of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam That which I have forbidden you from then stay away from it And that which I have ordered you with Then do that and come with that as much as you are able Allah Subhanahu Wa He mentions in the Quran Whatever the Messenger gives you then take it meaning whatever he commands you with carry that out and whatever he forbids you from stay away from that stay away from that and so here in this ayah and in this hadith we have proof that it is not just Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that commands and forbids it in the Quran but also, that the Messenger of Allah also commands and he forbids. And so we have the Quran and the Sunnah. We have the Quran and the Sunnah. Commands, awamir, commands, and nawahi, or muharramat. Yani things that are haram and forbidden. We have them in the Quran, and we also have them in the Sunnah. Naam. So this is proof that the Prophet he ordered and he forbade. And that his Sunnah is also Sharia. His sunnah, the sunnah of the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, those authentic ahadith, then that is also sharia, legislation in Islam. And so we act upon that, which is, in, is, is, which is from the sunnah, which may increase, which may increase upon the commands and the, and the prohibitions 
in the Quran, you may have a command in the in the Sunnah which is which is which is not there in in the in the Quran. So the command, the command to grow the beard. It's not in the Quran, but the messenger messenger of he said, he said, spare and he command to uh, to spare the beards and grow the beards. Now, so in this hadith, ayyul ikhwa, we notice that the command, the amr, was tied to ability. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he said, when he said, when he talked about, and when he mentioned the command, he said, ma amartukum bihi, whatever I command you with, fa'tu minhu, masata'atum. Whatever I command you with, then come with that as much as you're, you can as much, as much as you're able. So he connected the commands and tied it to ability. As for the prohibitions, yani there was the, he didn't tie that to, the, to, the, to, the, to ability. Yani he said, Whatever I forbid you from, then stay away from it. He didn't say, He didn't say, Whatever I forbid you from, then stay away from that as much as you're able. He didn't connect it to ability. Hmm? That is because every person, every person is able to stay away from the haram. But not every person is able to do the commands. And so for example, if you said to a person, La taf'al kada, don't do such and such. Every person can do that. Every person can stay away. It's not connected to ability. Everyone has the ability to stay away from things. But if you said to a person, al kida, do such and such, then this is connected to ability. Either he can do it, either he can't. And so, every person has the ability, kullun yaf'al, as the scholars they mention in the Arabic language, kullun yaf'al, everyone is able to, يعني, not do something. وَلَيْسَ كُلٌّ يَسْتَطِيءٌ أَنْ يَفْعَلٌ But not everyone is able to do. So to make that easier, if he said to you, لَا تَدْخُلْ مِنْ هَذَا الْبَابِ Don't come through that door. Or don't, don't لَا تَدْخُلْ مِنْ هَذَا الْبَابِ don't, don't enter into that door. So you, you have a number of doors in front of you. And someone, he says to you, don't go through that door. Every single one of us has the ability not to go through that door. Every single one of us. However, if it is said, if it is said to you, If it said to you, carry this big rock, this rock. Some of us are able, some of us are not able. It's connected to ability. So with the prohibitions, everyone is able to stay away. So, يعني, uh, don't fornicate. Don't sleep around and commit adultery and so on. Everyone is able to stay away. Don't steal. Everyone is able to do that. Meaning, everyone is able to leave these things off. Because the nawahi, the prohibitions, that, that, that is turuk, tark. It is just leaving it. Don't drink alcohol. Everyone is able to do that. Hmm? As for uh, the commands, then some people are able to do those things, some people aren't. And so, for example, as salah, the prayer. The prayer is wajib, obligatory upon every single person, male and female. Who, the, the person who, is, who has reached the age of, uh, of puberty and the person who has intellect, then... So long as he reached the, the age of maturity and he's, uh, يعني, he, he has his intellect, then he has to pray. However, from the we have been commanded in the prayer to stand. To stand in the prayer. Salli qa'iman, as the Messenger of Allah said in that hadith of Imran ibn Hussein. He said, Salli qa'iman, stand. Yani pray standing. فَإِن لَمْ and if you're not able, then pray sitting. 
وإن لم تستطيع فعلى جنب If you're not able if you're not able to even pray sitting then pray on your side So every so here now with the prohibitions every single one of us can leave off the prohibitions the haram As for the prayer not everyone is able to pray standing And there are some of those, some of those who, who have to pray sitting, not able to stand. And so, he, he, and he, the obligation isn't dropped. It's still wajib. still has to do it. But, مستطعتم, as much as you're able, connected to ability. So if you're not able to pray standing, pray sitting. If you're not able to pray sitting, then pray lying down. Now, and so, the prayer is something that every single person has been commanded to, 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 to do. Now, nah, it's not permissible for a person to sit if he's able to stand. You can't go to that which is, يعني, uh, which is lesser or يعني, uh, uh, that which you're allowed to do if you're not able to do that which is before that or that which you've been commanded to do in the first place and that is to stand. You can't go to sitting if you're able to stand. That is in the obligatory prayers. As for the nawafil, then that is different. As for the optional prayers, then it is different. A person can, as has come from the Messenger of Allah, that he prayed sitting. In the, yeah, in the night prayers and also when, uh, the, when he used to pray, when traveling on the riding beast. Now, as for the nawahiyah, as for the, uh, the uh, prohibitions, then they are turuq. Yani that, is, that, that involves leaving off something and every, every single person is able to do that. And so take for example the, the, the wudu. A person is ma'mur, yani commanded to make wudu. However, if he doesn't find water or enough water that suffices him to make the wudu for every... Yani, And to wash every part of his, uh, of his body that is required that he washes when he makes wudu. And if he has يعني, an amount of water with him that suffices him to just wash his hands, يعني, he's, he's, uh, to, to do the istinshaq and the madmada, uh, and that he washes his face, but he doesn't have enough to, uh, let's say, wash his feet. Then here, A person, what he does is he washes that which he's able and then the rest he makes tayammum for. And then the rest he makes tayammum for. مَا أَمَرْتُكُمْ بِهِ فَأْتُوا مِنْهُ مَسْتَطَعْتُمْ That which I commanded you, command you to do, then come with that as much as you're able. And so, whatever he can uh, uh, make the wudu, as it, as it relates to his... his, his uh, parts of the body then for the rest of those parts that he's not able to wash then he makes the tayammum he makes the tayammum likewise uh, the example that the scholars they give uh, zakatul fitr the zakat that is given at the end of, 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 the, of the fasting of, of Ramadan that month that the amount that is to be given is how much? sa'a يعني صاع صاع is roughly 3 kilos أيها الأخوة roughly 3 kilos يعني is أربعة أمداد يعني 4 أمداد أمداد is plural plural of mud mud أيها الأخوة is is when you take your two hands and you form يعني like a cup with your two hands يعني the uh, the average sized hands that we have amongst ourselves that Uh, the hands that put together that is one mud one mud four of these yani arba'at amdad that times four that is one sa'a sa'a so at the end of ramadan for the one who is wajib upon then he has to give the zakatul fitr so he has to give sa'a which is arba'at amdad if he is not able to give the sa'a and he can only give nusf sa'a half of that then he gives it so this is the meaning of do that which uh, yani, that which I command you with then do as much as you're able of that now 
Likewise, a person who comes new into Islam, comes new into Islam, and he begins to pray, but he hasn't memorized Surah Al-Fatiha yet. He's memorized, let's say, just the first two lines. Then he comes with that which he's able to do. A person, his garment, the only garment he's got, doesn't cover his full aura, doesn't cover everything. But he covers what he's able to, what he's able to cover. Many examples, Ayyul many examples. But this, Ayyul is not to be taken in every situation. Not in every situation. There's a principle that the scholars they use when they discuss these matters, and that is, man ajiza an ba'd al umur la yaskut anhu al maqdur. That whoever is not able to carry out some things, then that which he is able to do, that does not drop. Yes, that which he's not able to do, that drops from him, that obligation. But the, that which he is able to do, that doesn't, that doesn't drop. It doesn't mean that if you're not able to do ha- yani half of something, like the, the example we gave of the sa'ah, just because you can't give the full, it doesn't mean now that you don't give the half. You understand? Hmm? Also, similarly they say, Al-Maysur la yaskut bil-ma'sur. That which is easy, is not dropped due to the, yani, because of that which is yani, difficult. And in the same, uh, and so for example, praying uh, standing. If you're not able to pray standing, doesn't mean you don't pray at all now. No. You pray sitting. You pray sitting. However, as, as mentioned before, that this now doesn't mean, doesn't mean that this is to be applied in every situation. But I have a question. That is, a person who, who is not able to fast the whole day. And he says, I'm not able to fast the whole day. It's a long day in the summer. Uh, when, when breaking of the fast is at like yeah, 9.30, 10 o'clock these times, the person says, I'm not able to fast like that. But, but I'm able to fast half the day. What does he do? Does he, does he fast that half day? Hmm? But what about this, this principle? Do as much as you're able. Now let's just say, let's say genuinely he's not able to do the full day. Hmm? But he's able to fast half the day. Because look, look at the example we gave with the Zakat al-Fitr. That... He's not able to give the full amount, but he's able to do, give half, so he gives the half. Um, firstly, the, like, like I mentioned, that this qaid and this principle is not to be applied in every situation. With, this, with the psalm and the fasting, it's different. It is, you can't break the psalm, the fasting, into, yani into, into pieces. You can't portion it out. Like you can with the sa'ah. And a siyam has a beginning and it has an end. It has a beginning and it has an end. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions about the one who is not able to fast. Who is not able to fast, then he is to make it up with ayamin ukhr, with other days. So if a person, he, he, and he's not able to fast, maybe it's a long day and he's not able to fast. In the, in the summer. However, in the winter, in the winter, he's able to make them up because it's shorter days. And he's able. Now, what about the one who, let's say the beginning of the day, he starts out and he's, and he's a traveler. And we know that the one who's traveling, he doesn't need to fast. He doesn't need to fast. So, he begins his day and he's, he's not fasting. However, before Maghrib and before the sun sets, he comes back to his own country uh, or his own city. And yani, the people are still fasting. What does he do? Hmm? 
لكن وصل للبلد in this situation the one who who began his day and he was a traveler and he wasn't fasting and he wasn't fasting then when he comes to his home then his hukum is the hukum of the muqimin his ruling is the ruling of the one who is resident not a traveler so he is to withhold from eating he's not allowed to eat and he yani he refrains from eating for the rest of the day because now he's he's he, he's not under the ruling of being a traveler anymore however he makes up that fast and that doesn't benefit him the fact that he's he may be refraining from food for the next 3 or 4 hours yani there's 3 or 4 more hours to go until maghrib then that does not benefit him it doesn't mean that now that fast is okay because he began the the, the day muftir yani not not one as as one who is not fasting and so he makes the day up he refrains from from eating for the rest of the day and then he makes that fast up with another day now So, this should not be understood. It should not be understood in a way which now it makes a person say, well, look, I find it difficult to do such and such. And so, yeah, I don't have to do this and that. I don't have to do the rest of those actions that are obligatory upon me. So, for example, a person who uh, may find it hard to make wudu, person may find it hard to make wudu as we mentioned yesterday um, that a person uh, how many there are who are unaware of the, the, the affairs of, of wudu and the rulings connected to wudu how many of us we think that when you pass wind when you pass wind you have to make istinja you have to make istinja that you have to wash yani that area and so every time you break wind and you want to make wudu again? And you can't just go and make wudu. You have to go. Even though if you don't need to use the bathroom, you have to go and wash yourself. How many, how many from the brothers that we know, they, don't, they, they, they find it difficult to do that? And again, that's something which the a'imma, the scholars in Islam, they didn't differ concerning that. No one from the ahlul ilma, as Ibn Qaddama, rahimullah, he said, that there's no khilaf, there is no differing amongst the scholars concerning the fact that after passing wind, it doesn't require istinja. That is not recorded from the messenger of some other sahaba. Rather, that is the actions of people who, yeah, something which they maybe began by people thinking it's from righteousness to do it, and it's good to do it, or just lack of knowledge. And then, a person, then he continues doing that, and he, 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 it's just something passed down. But there's no khilaf. There's no khilaf amongst ahl al-im. In fact, some of the, some of the scholars even said, it's a bid'ah. Because the Messenger of Allah never did that. And the Sahaba never did it. There's not, not a single hadith, not a single athar going back to the Sahaba where they made the istinja from passing wind. Naam. We'll take the questions at the end, bi'inillah. Naam. Or when a person, he... And so a person concerning this matter, and he finds it hard to make the wudu because he's constantly got to make the istinja from, from the, passing of the passing of wind. And so... He doesn't pray. He, he says, it's difficult for me, so I don't, yeah, I'm not going to pray. Or, for example, a person, he, he thinks and he's, he becomes aware of the fact that he needs to grow a beard. He needs to grow a beard. But he says, um, it's difficult to grow the beard. Some, some people may use the excuse of difficulty. Say, it's, it's, it's difficult to grow a beard because people might think I'm a terrorist. Or, my mother's saying to me, if you grow a beard, no one's going to marry you. No one's going to marry you. Which woman's going to marry you? Hmm? Or, grow your beard when you get older. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't grow your beard now. You're young. Hmm? And so, yeah, and it's hard to grow the beard. And so, I'm not going to start praying until, because I want to do everything. You, I, yeah, and if I'm going to practice, I want to do everything. I don't, I don't listen to take some parts and, and leave other parts. I'm not sure that's good. It's good that you want to practice, do everything. But you can't use it as an excuse. That if you find something difficult, that you're going to leave off everything else. You can't, you can't use it as, as an excuse. From the awamir, ikhwa, from the commands 
then there are those things which are wajib and those things which are mustahab, mandub. Wajib means you have to do it. You have to do it. If you don't do it, you're sinful. And you could be punished. Because the definition of wajib is مَا يُثَابْ فَاعِلُ وَيُعَاقَبْ تَارِكُ This is the definition of, of wajib. مَا يُثَابْ فَاعِلُ The wajib is that which the one who does it He's rewarded. And the one who leaves it, he's punished. The one who does it is rewarded. And the one who leaves it is punished. Example? Salah, five daily prayers. A zakat, fasting, so on. These obligations. Wajib. Wajib. One who, who, who does it, he's rewarded. One who leaves it is punished. Mandub and mustahab. Again, that's a command. It's a command, but it's not of the level of wajib. The manduba mustahab is something which is recommended. And we commanded to do it, but not uh, at the level of if you don't do it, then you're punished. So the definition of the mustahab and the mandub, same meaning, mustahab, mandub, is ma ma yuthab fa'ilu. Yani that which the one who does it is rewarded but the one who leaves it is not punished and so those things which are mustahab recommended siwak using the siwak recommended hmm? one who does it is rewarded yuthab fa'ilu and the one who leaves it he's not, he's not, he's not punished the one who leaves it the one who doesn't do the siwak he's not punished اختلاف اختلاف كبير if we get time we shall discuss that no 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 that's the definition that the scholars they give that the mustahab is that which a person if he leaves it then he's not punished but if he does it he's rewarded he's rewarded نعم لا يأثم لا يأثم sometimes they say يعاقب or sometimes they say لا يأثم and he's not sinful or he's not punished the sunnah prayers from the sunnah prayers is that which is يعني مؤكد and again we'll, we'll discuss this because from the even though see we're talking about the hukum the ruling but although we, we're talking about the ruling it doesn't mean don't, take this يعني these things lightly take just because it's sunnah or just because it's mustahab you're not punished so just leave it no it doesn't mean that but we're just talking about the actual ruling but the scholars, they mention, they mention that the one who continuously leaves that which is, for example, sunnah mu'akkidah, or something which is highly recommended, then that is something which is, which is blameworthy. Something which is blameworthy. And something which can يعني, uh, uh, bring about uh, certain rulings concerning that individual. And so, um, concerning the witr, for example, that Imam, Imam Ahmad, he said that the one who doesn't pray the witr, then his shahada is not to be taken. His shahada is not to be taken. Because he doesn't have that marwa. You know, because if a person, if he, if he, if he uh, has his attitude towards the sunnah, it's only sunnah, you don't have, and it's not, if, if you leave it, if you leave it, you're not going to be punished. So, you know, it's just extra reward. A person, he shouldn't think like that. And he shouldn't behave like that. Because it's feared that that now may lead him to be, to leave the wajibat. But if a person, if you find that he is يعني, uh, adamant and he has zeal to carry out the mustahabbat and the sunan, then no doubt with the wajibat, he's going to do them more so. If a person يعني, has zeal to do the, the, the mustahabbat, and the and and the and the uh, and the, the sunan, then, yani first and foremost, or more so, he's going to uh, do the wajibat. But the other way, that if a person, yani he 
he doesn't carry out the, 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 the sunan and the mustahabbat, then it's feared that he may now become lenient in the affairs, affairs of the, of the fara'id, of the obligations and the wajibat. Naam. And so the messenger, messenger of Allah, he said, لَوْلَا أَنْ أَشُقَّ عَلَىٰ أُمَّتِي لَأَمَرْتُهُمْ بِالسَّوَاكِ بِالسَّوَاكِ عِنْدَ كُلِّ سَلَاءِ That had I not يعني, feared for my ummah, that it would be difficult upon them, then I would have commanded them to use the siwak with every prayer. However, the wording clearly shows to us that it's not a command. Yani the command, al-amr, ijab. Yani, if I was to command, if I, if, I, if I didn't fear upon my ummah, if I didn't fear for my ummah, I would have commanded them with that command that is wajib. To use the siwak for every prayer. Hmm? But, it clearly shows us that it's not wajib because he's saying that I, yani, I would have commanded them. But what it means is that it's mustahab. Mustahab. And something that is yani, recommended. Uh, and, and that is established from, 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 from this hadith and the hadith where the Messenger of, messenger of Allah he said, As-siwak mutahhiratun lil-fam mardatun lil-rab. That the uh, siwak, yani it, it cleans and purifies the, the, the mouth and it pleases the Rabb, the Lord, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naam. Naam. As for the nawahi and the, uh, the uh, manhiyat, the prohibitions that you look for, from them also is that which is haram. And from them is that which is makro. So from the commands, there are those things which are wajib. It's a command, but a command that is wajib. You have to do it. If you leave it, you're punished or you're sinful. But also from the commands are those things which are mustahab, commanded to do. But if you don't do it, you're not sinful, you're not punished. And if you do do it, you're rewarded. Hmm? Both of them are commands, but one is, is yani, more stressed and obligatory. As for the other, then that is something which is recommended. The, those things that are Nawahi um, forbidden also there is that which is haram and that which is makroo haram means completely forbidden completely forbidden and so that is the definition of that is ma yu'aqab fa'ilu wa yuthab tariku the definition of the haram is, the, is that which the one who leaves it is rewarded and the one who does it is punished or sinful. Now, as for the makru, that is ma la yu'aqab ma la yu'aqab fa'ilu wa yuthab the makru is that which the one who leaves it, the one who leaves it, he's rewarded. But the one who does it is not punished and he's not, he's not sinful. That's makru. Yani the one who does it, he's, he's not sinful and he's not punished. But the one who leaves it, the one who leaves it out of yani either... Um, yani it's, it's, it's something which is better for him And it's ola It's, yani, it's, um, it's more befitting that he leaves it Then he's rewarded for leaving that And so for example Al-shurb uh, Al-qiyam It has come in the hadith Not to drink Whilst Standing However It has come also in a hadith That the messenger of drank Whilst he was standing and also from the Sahaba Ali that he drank while standing. So what does this mean? That it is haram or makru. Makru. It's not haram. Haram is you can't do it at all. Makru is that which yeah, is better for you not to do. However, if there's a need, then you can do it. So the scholars mentioned that when that the Prophet he drank during Hajj time. When he when he drank st- uh, standing, it was during Hajj and it was very uh, crowd, it was crowded 
So it was difficult to sit down. It caused hardship upon an individual. Now. Now. And so, um, this is the hadith, the first part of the hadith. As for the latter part of the hadith, then the, the Messenger of Allah, he said, فَإِنَّمَا أَحْلَكَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ كَثْرَةُ مَسَائِلِهِمْ وَاخْتِلَافِهِمْ عَلَىٰ أَنْبِيَائِهِمْ He said, Indeed, that which destroyed those who came before you was the asking of too many questions to their prophets and differing with their prophets. Naam. And so here now, the Prophet ﷺ, he explained the reasons why the previous nations, they were destroyed. Or some of the reasons uh, why they were uh, destroyed. And the intent here... The intent is, is those questions that there is no need for. Those questions for which there is no need for. Or those questions which, once they are answered, and once a ruling is then given based on that question, then it brings about difficulty. It brings about difficulty. And the reason for this particular hadith, the reason for this particular hadith was... Uh, mentioned on his, and has come in the Sahih of Imam Muslim. The wording that we read is the wording of, Imam, of, of Al-Bukhari, recorded in Sahih Al-Bukhari. As for the hadith in Sahih Muslim, then the wording has come, or the, the, the sabab and the reason has come. And that is that the Messenger of Allah he stood and he said, Ya ayyuhal nas, O people, Qad farad Allahu alaykum al-hajj. Allah has made hajj obligatory upon you. فحجوا. So perform the Hajj. فقال رجل. And so a man he said, أكل عام يا رسول الله. Every year. He said every year that we have to perform this Hajj. O Messenger of Allah. فسكت. And so he turned. Or he, he remained quiet. The Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. حتى قالها ثلاثا. Until he said it three times. And then the Messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم. He said, لو قلت نعم لوجبت. Had I said yes, it would have become obligatory upon you. Meaning every year to perform the Hajj, every year. Naam. So the Messenger of Allah, he said, Had I said yes, it would have become obligatory. And you would not have been able to. Think about it, ayyul ikhwa. If Hajj had become obligatory, due to this man asking this question, upon all of us, every year, every year that you have to make Hajj, and then how could Mecca itself even, even accommodate all of the Muslims all over the world? Every year, because now every, everyone in every part of the world would have to come and perform the Hajj. In every place, yeah, from, yeah, everyone, all the Muslims would have to come to one place. Now, and so here, uh, the Messenger of Allah, he said that had I said yes, it would have become obligatory. And had it become obligatory, you would not have been able to do so. And then he said, Daruni ma taraktukum. Leave me as I've left you. Leave me as, 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 as I've left you. Yani I haven't said anything about be, being obligatory every year. So leave me and don't ask me these questions. And then he said, فَإِنَّمَا مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلُكُمْ huh? And so now, now, we see the, 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 uh, the reason why this hadith, or why the Messenger of mentioned this. That before, that, the, the man he asked the, that uh, the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentioned that Hajj has been made obligatory upon you. Then a man he said, "Is it every year?" And then the messenger of Allah he responded, and then he said, "Indeed, those who came before you were destroyed because of their asking of too many questions and differing with their with their anbiya." And so if I command you with something Then come with that as much as you're able Oh, uh, uh, Leave it So in this hadith we have as we mentioned last week, that when we mentioned Rawah al-Bukhari wa Muslim, that's different from Muttafaq Ali. Rawah al-Bukhari wa Muslim means 
يعني يعني the same hadith with the same meaning but could be different companions different sahaba different companions that narrated the hadith and it could be different wording but the same meaning or there could be taqdim ta'khir يعني as we found in the hadith narrated in al-bukhari that the prophet prophet he began with ma nahaytukum anhu fajtanibu that which I have forbidden you from stay away from it wa ma amartukum bihi fa'tu minhu ma istata'tum fa inma and then he mentioned the, the, the reason why the, pre, the, the previous nations were, were uh, destroyed. But in this hadith in Sahih Muslim, the reason why the previous nations were destroyed, and then that which I have forbidden you from, stay away, and that which I have commanded you with, uh, then uh, come with that as much as you're able. And so here we see when, the, when, it, when it's mentioned, muttafaq alayh, agreed upon by Al Bukhari Muslim, it means. The same wording, the same wording, or mutaqarib, yani very close, but yani not as, as much of a uh, difference as we can see here. Naam. And so, um, we also have the hadith where the Messenger of Allah he said, He said, nas jurman. He said, The greatest of people, jurman, yani in, in their sin and their crime and their offense, man sa'ala an shay, lam yuharram. The one who asks about something which is which has not made has not, which has not been made haram. فَحُرِّمَ مِنْ أَجْلِ مَسْأَلَتِهِ But then it becomes haram due to him asking. Due to him asking that question. Naam. And we have this in the Quran, ayyul ikhwa. We have this in the Quran. Uh, the people of the book, the Jews and Christians, when they would ask things, they would ask things... Uh, and this is come concerning this uh, what we mentioned here concerning the Hajj. This is one of the reasons that was mentioned. Or, oh, 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 you who believe, do not ask about things that that if they were to become clear to you, meaning the answer was to become clear to you, then you would dislike it. But if the messenger of, messenger of Allah was to say to you, Hajj every year, you would dislike that. So don't ask about these those things. Naam. The qissa and the story of that which took place with Bani Israel, Musa alayhi salam. Inna Allah ya'murukum an tathbahu baqara. Allah commands you to uh, slaughter a cow. Hmm? When there was that qatil and that man who was killed, but they didn't know who killed him. And so uh, Musa alayhi salam, he, he said that Allah has commanded you to, kill, to slaughter uh, uh, a cow. And then with the meat of that cow, to hit that uh, man, that, that man who was killed. Allahu <laughs> Akbar, Allahu Akbar. <clears throat> Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah. Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah. Ashhadu anna Muhammadar Rasulullah. Hayy 'ala as-salah. Hayy 'ala as-salah. So Bani Israel, they were commanded to do this so that the person who was killed would then be brought to, uh, back to life. That Allah would bring him back to life. That he may inform them about the one who killed him. And so they were commanded to slaughter this, this cow. But then they began to, they began to ask. They began to ask about its attributes, its, its sifa. 
What color? What kind of cow? What age? What color? What? And so on. And so, فَشَدَّدُوا فَشَدَّدَ اللَّهَ عَلَيْهِمْ And so they يعني, became, they made things difficult upon themselves, and so Allah made things difficult upon them. But had they just simply left it, when Allah commanded them to slaughter, uh, to slaughter a cow, it would have sufficed them to slaughter any cow. Naam. Uh, naam. And so here, ayyul ikhwa, uh, we have in this uh, last part of the hadith, uh, um, a warning from asking those questions that there uh, is no need for or those questions that bring about difficulty or those questions that يعني, uh, are from those umur al-ghaybiyyah to ask about the unseen the istiwa of Allah how? kayf? How, how did Allah make istiwa above the arsh? or how is Allah's hearing and his seeing and his and so on or Asking questions about the unseen, those affairs of the unseen. Yani those things that it is not uh, possible for us to know. Or to ask about those things which are nadir. Those things which are uh, uh, yani, uh, rare. Or to ask about imaginary situations. Ya akhi, if I was on the moon, if I was on the moon, what do I do about the prayer over there? Yani, what, which way do I face? Akhi, just... What, just uh, concern yourself about praying on, on, in this dunya and this world do that first worry about that worry about praying here whether that's going to be accepted from you hmm? yani these kind of questions you get from, 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 from some and yani it's not something which we should ask and we should busy ourselves here we have uh, uh, a um, like a warning not to, not to fall into this not to ask about things which yani nadir wuku'aha yeah, and it's rare that, that, that thing's going to happen. Or it's just imaginary. Naam. But as for asking about those things that you need to know concerning the salah, concerning zakat, concerning fasting and so on, the rulings in the, in the religion, you need to, when you need to know, then that you are encouraged and wajib for you to ask. But that which is uh, discouraged here is those asking or asking those questions that are either going to bring about some difficulty. And that is in the time of the Messenger of Allah because, because now there is no tashri'ah. There is no yani, uh, legislation and the, the, the making of the legislation. But in the time of the Messenger of Allah that was a time of tashri'ah. Had law qult na'am when the man asked about hajj if I, if I said yes, had the Messenger of Allah said yes then la wajabat would have become obligatory. Hajj would have become obligatory. Naam. Next, if we had the Qadr, it will suffice with this. Um, question, names like Abdul, Abdul, Abdul Malik, uh, Abdul Raqib, etc. What is the ruling on calling them Malik, Raqib, without the Alif and Lam? Uh, yani, uh, I think that's the intent from the question. Um, do we always have to say Abd, Abdul, Abdul Malik, for example, before? Um, no, it's, it's, it's uh, allowed for a person to um, name his child um, or her child uh, Malik, for example, Ma- Malik, um, uh, Raqib and so on, or uh, Hakim and so on. But as long as it's without the Alif and Lam, as long as it's without the Alif and Lam, and he doesn't call him Al-Hakim, Al-Hakim, or Al-Aziz and so on. Um, and you have those who were named from Anas ibn Malik, Anas ibn Malik from the Sahaba, Malik, uh, his father's name, uh, Imam Malik, and so on, Hakim ibn Hizam. Uh, so without Alif and Lam, uh, that's no problem. Uh, but if, the, if it's with Alif and Lam, the يعني, Mu'arraf with Alif and Lam, then that has to be uh, with the word Abd before it, Abdul Malik, Abdul Aziz, and so on. Naam, because as soon as uh, when we join the Alif and Lam, that takes the, um, the, the, uh, the definite form, or it's the definite article in English. Um, Al-Malik, yani the, the king, or uh, Al-Aziz, the Almighty, Al-Hakim, the Most Wise, and so on. When making ghusl, are we allowed to use soap, shampoo, etc.? Um, 
throughout making ghusl. <coughs> throughout making ghusl, yes, you can use uh, soap and shampoo. Sometimes that's required to move those, those stubborn stains. Um, but during wudu, during wudu, then it's better that you don't use those things. But if, if prior to that, if prior, before starting the wudu, before starting the wudu, if it's required to remove some, some and if you've got something like oil or something on your hands, uh, something that's stubborn, then you can use the soap and everything. But during the wudu, and part of the wudu itself, then it's better to leave that. Better to leave that. Now, and, and even the first washing of the hands, the first washing of the hands, that is a sunnah. That is not that which is wajib, the first washing. And the intent behind that, the intent behind that is yani, to, to remove some of those uh, impurities. As for the second washing of the hands, which comes after the washing of the face, and yani, it's from the, the hands, it includes the hands until the Elbows, including the elbows. That's with, that, that is what is, what is wajib. Uh, and yani, what uh, needs to be mentioned is it is not from the wrist to the elbow. A person might think, I washed my hands at the beginning. No. That is sunnah. That's what the messenger of Allah used to do. Before starting the wudu, he would wash his hands. And so the, the first washing of the hands, that is sunnah. But that which is coming in the Quran, in the Quran, then it, it doesn't mention the washing of the hands first. There's no mention of the washing of the hands first. And so, if a person wasn't, wasn't to wash his hands at the beginning, then he must do so after he washes his face. He must do so. Do so. He must uh, wash his hand and his, his arm up, to, up until the, the elbow, including the elbow. Now. وَفَقَ اللَّهُ الْجَمِيعُ لِمَا يُحِبُّهُ وَيَرْضَاءُ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَى نَبِيْنَ مُحَمَّدٍ وَعَلَى أَهْل